live from the Capeless Crusaders Library, <laughs> traveling from Los Angeles all the way to Sacramento. Uh, this is the Capeless Crusaders. My name is Tom at Tall Dark Not Ugly on everything on everything. To my immediate left. He's all nervous because he's here in Look person. At, he's, he's like, I can hear stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I know what you guys are saying now. <laughs> we don't have to awkwardly point at the iPad, right? Uh, I am Drew McClintock at DrewJMC. To my left, a special guest joining us tonight for the first time. Uh, I'm Caitlin Berry at Kate Berry if you really want to find me. And over here is... They do want to find you. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my name is David Barry at DRBarry on varying social medias. And across from me is... This is Curtis at Tall Duck. What? <laughs> Tall Dark and Existential. <laughs> Tall, Tall Dark Romeo. Tall Dark Calm Down. Uh, <laughs> now on uh, Calm Down Warning and Existential Romeo. Oh, and I love it. Uh, how, that was a great intro. What happens when Tom is Now all he's all nervous You're that Tom's here. here. <laughs> Not joining us this evening, uh, we have the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, uh, who is currently dealing with uh, Hank Pym and Scott Lang. Um, <laughs> so does also, that make him Yellow Jacket? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I like seeing one of those outfits. Uh, I like that. Oh. Also, not uh, joining us in the studio is uh, Justin Piper at That Mad Piper. The Mad Piper. The Mad Piper. That On the, Mad I think Piper. Instagram is The Mad Piper. Twitter is That Mad Piper. He doesn't use it anyway. He so hasn't. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't <laughs> post anything. Another one that was This Mad Piper. <laughs> he really won't then, give you his address. Mad Piper. Yeah. Uh, Mad Piper. We then could go with them all. Him. All of them. So, yeah. Um, hey, Tom. So, what we're going to do is around the horn. We want to go around the horn. So, for you LA assholes, <laughs> since I'm not there, I can say that, um, but I love you guys, and you, you, you guys all love me, and you love the show. Um, when we go around the horn, we're going to go around the table, or around the giant stone table in this library that we have, and discuss the comics we've been reading, and uh, hopefully it'll be inspiring for you guys to read it too. We just lost all of our Southern California <laughs> listeners. They're like, "Oh, Tom's up there. Fuck that guy. I don't want yeah, to." He's do that. coming back. So just I wait. live in you LA. Can... I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, kick it off, Tom. So I'll start. Um, what you read? I've been continuing that Batman Beyond trade actually for a while. Of course you have. Yeah. Um, get his shirt. It's Batman Beyond. Yeah. Ah, amazing. <laughs> what else does Tom read? Well, I mean, I'm just, it's, it's been tough. I don't want to know. It's been rough. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff you don't read, you just watch it. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Batman Beyond, it still takes place after Future's End. Uh, Tim Drake is now in the mantle of Batman, um, taking on the rest of the Justice League, who's been taken control over by Brother Eye. And at this point, he has to kind of really prove himself. You know, it's that always that whole, like, mantle's being passed down. You're never going to be as good as X, Y, and Z, Bruce, or Terry. And it's pretty crazy to think of, like, Terry is now this, like, you know, higher position than Bruce was to these people who, like, thought of Batman. Because he so, was, like, their Batman. Yeah. And so you have Barbara, and you have Terry's, bro- like, little brother, who is, like, you know, was like, no, he's no Batman. Tim's no Batman. And now he has to really, like, you know, save Gotham from Brother Eye. But in the, where I left off at the end of the volume was that um, Brother Eye had, had infiltrated Batman Beyond's or Tim Drake's suit, which has like an artificial intelligence, much like Jarvis, but called Alfred. Um, so they can find Word. Gotham City because apparently they had this huge like veiling system, which wasn't allowed them to find it. But that's what I'm reading so far. Um, I did pick um, pick up some more Trades of Futures End so I can like do like a before and after and kind of piece it all together and see how it all ends. But um, yeah, that's what I've been reading so far. Um, cool. Next to the immediate left. Oh, uh, 
You don't have to point that much. You're not on an iPad. Uh, I, I, I asked him to because when I'm not paying attention, somebody says to your left, then I have to figure out who's It's Captain America. Left left yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been really excited about Old Man Logan lately. Uh, you and I, Dave Barry, I think we talked about it recently. We did. We did. Over coffee. Yeah, we did. Um, super excited about the artwork. It's uh, Andrea's. Thornton. We, we found out it's a. I found out it was a dude. It's a dude. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was. I couldn't tell because I never saw the name before. If it was Andrea or Andrea, Andrea. Um, super good art. Uh, started liking him when he was doing I Vampire when New Fifty Two first launched, um, and now he's doing Old Man Logan, and it's great. The story's great. Who's writing it again? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. I just I was thinking I, I, I'm questions. thinking I'm thinking of a white and black cover and I'm not sure if it's Moon Knight or Old Man Logan and it's Jeff Lemire. Uh, I think it is Jeff Lemire. Yes, it is. Yep, God, Jeff he's, Lemire he's and so Andrea Sorrentino. Um, Moon Knight also had a black and white cover, but um, yeah, I am super getting into the art of comic books. Um, and there's been some crap ones out there. You and I have talked about New Avengers uh, and how manga-ish that is. And so bad. Takes away but from no, the story. But no, not in like a quality way either. It looks like the, the 13-year-old that just started drawing and is like inspired uh, by uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, no, that's too bad. I'm sorry if you're that artist and you're listening to our podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it does happen with like some animation. But I want to like, like the story because the characters. But there's uh, Hel- or Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, that I was super excited about because it's like, Another right. one of those, hey, this is their life outside of being a superhero all the time. Yeah. But it's super, I want to say Ghibli. Oh, you don't, like, animation. You don't like Chibi? Chibi, is that what it is? Ghibli is a studio. But yeah, yeah okay. it's Studio Ghibli. Thanks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but it, it just, it's not. Like, well, you, you, you also like, like Squirrel Girl is kind of similar. Like, yeah. You don't like, like reading the little things at the bottom, but you also don't like the art that much. I didn't like the art for Squirrel Girl that much. And either. I'm, I'm into that. I'm into the weird, like, I don't know what it is that I love about that artwork. This kind of stuff? No, yeah, so look at the cover, but like look yeah. really close to those characters. Yeah. Like the hair on Wiccan. Yeah, they all look like Marvel vs. Capcom characters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And not it, a fan uh, of that. And it's like, it's a cool team. Like, if you look at the people on it, you're like, this is an awesome Avengers team, but I haven't read any of it. But the artwork yeah. kind of takes you out of it. Yeah. Exactly. So, artwork's really important. That's why I love Old Man Logan. Good Man story, Logan too. Good. So, you should read it. Bloody. Boom. Done. Um, as for me, what I'm reading, I had to take a brief hiatus for school purposes. I had other stuff to read. Um, so I'm a bit behind, but I have a lot of saga I want to catch up on and Bitch Planet nice. and Miss Marvel. I feel like I'm caught up on most of them because David Barry tells me the story of every single comic book he reads. Oh. So um, <laughs> I know basically everything that's going on in every comic book right now, that's but cool. there's some titles that I'd like to read myself. So I'll get to that this summer. <laughs> Yay, summer. David. Yeah, David. Um, (laughs) I am in the process of catching up on all the Marvel titles before I start Civil War. I haven't even read Civil War Zero. I know it's been out for a little while. Mm -hmm. Since Pure Comic Book Day, actually. Mm -hmm. But I haven't touched it because I wanted to make sure I read everything else. Everything? Um, Everything. Like everything before it. All all like the Road to Civil War 2s. Because a couple of them, I feel like they came after Civil War Zero. Mm-hmm. How many of those are there? There's a lot. Yeah, because it was say. it's the individual titles. Like Miss Marvel has okay, one. So you're gonna read? Oh wow! You're gonna oh yeah, I'm reading all of them. I'm re- I am reading seventy five percent of. Because what else right do you do? I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> that's what I do every week. Uh, I've also I also that. read a lot of Image, mm-hmm. and I do read some DC. Must hear this But as far as a couple big ones that are jumping out to me, Moon Knight is awesome. He's basically dealing with the fact that. 
he thinks he's insane. He thinks he's an insane asylum, which he is insane. That's the best part about Moon Knight is he's legitimately psychotic and also has multiple personalities. Oh, snap. But he's usually out in the world dealing with that, being a superhero. Mm -hmm. Now he's in an insane asylum, and mm -hmm. someone's trying to convince him that he actually is crazy and that he just created all this other stuff. But he's starting to see around it, okay. um, which is just fantastic. Um, and Thunderbolts, the new Thunderbolts, which are actually the team being led by Bucky. That came out? Yeah. Nice. Thunderbolts 1. What? You didn't read it? I don't think it's I good. did. It's good. I think number two is coming out. Oh, no, maybe I did. Yeah. We, they have, they the team have, hasn't like actually formed yet. They, yeah, they have. He, he broke them out of Pleasant Hill. And okay. At the at the end of the Pleasant Hill event, he had gathered them. So it's it's a bunch of like C list Street villains. Too many. That's yeah. No, I feel <laughs> it's like it's like C, like like unknown like villains that are kind of lame. And he's like, hey, we're gonna be. You're gonna help me. I'm the man on the wall, and you're gonna help me out. And they're like, okay, I guess I don't have an option because on top of that, he also has Kobik, which is a little girl who is a cosmic cube. Now I remember. So Whoa. she has the abilities to warp reality. Oh snap! But she's she thinks she's a little girl. So she like they like come back to the base and she's like, Hey, you guys want to play? And they're like, uh, no, not right now. But then if you really think about it, like she could just like snap and they would all disappear yeah. out of existence. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So it's yeah. awesome. So it's they're basically um Bucky's kind of like on Earth, like dealing with some like cause now that she, now that they know Shield had a cosmic cube, he's kinda like, Okay, I need to figure out if there are any other cosmic level threats on Earth. Mm -hmm. Because normally he's out and about interdimensional, all that. Uh, so yeah, so it's really good. And I like the artwork is pretty good. And I like anything with Bucky. I always love the Winter Soldier, so it's cool to have him Heck yeah. leading the team. What do you got, Curtis? Again. 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 He well, led I mean, the team as Captain America. Yeah, he led the Avengers, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, man, I, uh, so Mr. <laughs> Azorian, catalog. One who is not here, I, dude, I got, I, believe it or not, I got sick of my Akita catalogs. I caught, well, I caught up on all of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> caught up on all of them. Uh, read uh, the uh, summer one twice. <laughs> And you so know, the best like, one. True. It's always the best one. <laughs> always. I like all the patio furniture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I decided, you know what? I, I'm just going to. And then the Azorian one really inspired me because he was reading like, I don't know, 30 different titles like all at once and still being a father of two He's trying and having a wife. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's pretty Impressive. inspiring. I don't have a wife. <laughs> so I can do that. Um, so I went and I, I went to Bizarro Comics out in Davis um, since my local comic book store is just disappeared. I went by there one day and they were just gone. Comics and games in North Thomas. Is, is the Bizarro one like in a little nook? Oh yeah. Little yeah, it's cranny. in a little yeah, nook. I've been to that one. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, they got a, like a lot of like like uh, antique and collector yeah. stuff in there. It's, it's pretty solid. Um, so I grabbed um, uh, I grabbed the new uh, current series of uh, current run of Black Panther. Um, mm -hmm. I grabbed uh, Black Panther uh, tie into the first Civil War. Um, I got uh, Tokyo Ghost from yeah. Image Comics. Oh, so good. <laughs> which I haven't even started reading yet, um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to read it after I uh, get caught up on Paper Girls, and I also started reading Paper Girls. On top of starting to read Lando, I'm also reading Death of the Family again uh. with a friend uh, and um, another title uh, <laughs> that we will be discussing in the near future. In, in the near future. Yes. Table that. That's like the next thing. Yeah. So hopefully I'm like kind of on a Steve's level now. Not the you're next good, thing. You're like halfway there. You gotta do leg day though. <laughs> yeah. I did leg day today. Today was super uh, leg day. Squats though. and lunges. Squats and lunges. Mm -hmm. Oh, he did today super was leg nap day. day. What's super leg day? I don't know. That's just how we hashtag it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So with Robot. So he did it like Super. with Jackson and Thomas on his back? Probably, or like one in each arm. All right, so he's simultaneously curling them Probably. while squatting? That seems yep. like uneven weight, though. That seems like not even that impressive but, because they're small. <laughs> well, but it requires a lot of core but strength. they move. Yeah. They move. True, so true. Tough. Yeah. You got like a baby Balance. wiggling around mm-hmm. your hand. That is very you true. drop it. Exactly. The gym floors would not Well, you allow. could, but yeah. this is what we do here on this day. podcast. We work out. Pretty much. We work out, bros. Anyway, <laughs> what's the next segment? We do Drew? what? <laughs> Drew works out. I know another. I just thing. started working out. Yeah. I know another thing we What's read. Up? I know something we all read. Do we all read? It's oh, mm. mm. a segue. That's, that's I smell a segue. So the segue I was gonna go with <laughs> was like, "Hey, David, how you mentioned the Pleasant Hill thing?" Hey, Drew. Yeah. Uh, you, remember, said, you, said, you said, "Hey, David." Remember how you mentioned the Pleasant Hill I thing? I did. And that uh, Cosmic Cube. Cosmic Kobe? Cube. Yeah. What did the Cosmic Cube do, Drew? What the Cosmic Cube did was um, old man Steve Rogers is no longer old man Steve Rogers. He is young Not Steve again. Rogers. He is. Um, and he decided to take up the mantle of Captain America again. Yes. So yes. now we do have two Captain Americas because we have two, two Spider-Men, two... I don't remember what else he listed off. I think he just said Spider-Man in the comic. He's like, there's two Spider-Men now. There can be two Captain Americas. Yeah, there, there's there's two Spider-Men. There's there's technically there's an Odin son and a Thor, but they're mm. they're yeah. they're gearing towards Odin son also becoming Thor again. While uh, Jane Foster is also oh, Thor, right? Is so dying? no, no, the Ultimate Thor hammer. Don't worry about it. So um, they created this <laughs> Captain America Steve Rogers title. Yeah, uh, issue one dropped a couple weeks ago. Sam Wilson still has the original Cap shield. Yes. Right. Steve Rogers got his own shield. Got a new shield. Looks pretty cool. Because he said, he said that shield is kind of like the original it's shield. The, exactly. Like shield it, one, more right? more it like a like nice a shield, shield, not rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said that he did not want to take it. He gave, like he said when he gave it to Bucky, he gave the mantle to Sam. He right. did not want to take it back. Right. But Sam was basically like, there can be two. Right. Mm. Uh, we got to the end of the first issue. Yep, that was everybody. Just, yeah. <laughs> trying to unclench right there. <laughs> uh, the whole chair up my butt. <laughs> we find Captain America kicking one of his allies out of a helicarrier. Or not a helicarrier. It's a, it's a, it's a Quinjet. Kind That's of. what the word I was looking for, Quinjet. Um, this good guy kicking this other good guy out of a Quinjet that's up in the air. That guy is most likely dead. We're not sure. Uh, we get this big page of Steve saying, Hail Hydra. And that's I, it. I imagine that's how he said it. He's like, yeah. Hail, Hail Hydra. Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Yeah. I like that better. Uh, and that sent the world in a tiz. Oh, my God. It literally, <laughs> Facebook trending. It, yeah. It, I think because BuzzFeed, I think they dropped it before anybody did. Like they got the one, one of their nerds went down and got the book, read it, and then came down and was like, hey. We should spoil this for the whole fucking world. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's do it. Well, for been trending, a lot of people do have to be talking about it. So exactly. Well, but they, they but they but it. they found. Well, I mean, they ruined it for people who might not have bought the book yet. Ah, that's what I'm saying. Like they spoiled the, the last end. page. It is the yeah, last. Go page. to the like, last oh, page. Skip everything else. And of course, this led every fanboy on the planet to immediately pick sides and also assume that they have the entire story planned out and they know what's going to happen. Because they're writers. Oh, exactly. They're all writers working for Marvel Comics currently. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that your thing? That is totally (laughs) my thing. Writers, all directors. But you're going, it could go this way or this way. Yeah, well, but but as opposed to everyone saying it's this. Right. I, I, I I see multiple options and I'm not like, it has to be this or it has to be this. Uh, well, the everyone else on Facebook and Twitter were like, he's a Nazi now. 
fuck Marvel. Like it's then yeah. that's what they, that extreme. Well, that's didn't the exec side. say like they knew they were going to be spitting in people's faces, you know, just for the, just the utter, just surprise of how yeah. they did it. I mean, like, obviously, like you said, like there's many different ways you can take it, which I think everyone who reads should just be excited that it's something new yeah. and not just the same shit over and over and over again. Right. Exactly. Agreed. Well, you go, you go. Okay. Well, the there was a couple of people, and obviously I saw the extremes. Like I went into the comment sections of multiple websites. Which oh god! Terrible. Oh, I don't know the what I read of the internet. Always a mistake. The worst of us. I wasn't feeling good about myself. <laughs> the hydra like, never let's the feel best. good. So I, I I weighed in, and we're getting people sending death threats to the yeah, writers. What is that about? We're getting people saying it's a slap in the face of the original Jewish creators oh, of man. Captain America, and I'm like, okay. So clearly you haven't read a comic book in the last 30 years yeah. because you'd know that one, like Hydra came out of like being involved with the Nazis, but beyond like Captain America, the first Avenger, which made it obvious, very obviously like a sect of the Nazi party that wanted to separate Hydra has evolved to so much more. Oh yeah. Than being a Nazi organization, especially because Baron Zemo even said his, his Hydra isn't about like a master race. It isn't about like basically like not only allowing white people and like hating Jews. Nope. That's Red Skull's Hydra, which yep. Red Skull is currently has his own Hydra that's like all white guys, all like neo Nazis, like right. bombing places and suicide bombers, which is in the issue. Exactly. But Zemo's like, no, like I, I wanna like Zemo is the Hydra that um, is a symbiote, basically. Like it right. it latches on to other evil organizations and mm-hmm. rides them until it's, it's done. Yep. You can evolve the most. Like exactly. a true parasite, just yeah. like mm-hmm. uh Oh gosh, come on. Agents just of like, Shield. Yeah, and just like Zola said Order. in Cap Two, exactly. you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, like when he was talking about how you know in the movie universe it it, it uh, planted itself inside a shield, right? Like Hydra is very parasitic. It was more than being Nazis, right? It, mm-hmm. it was, and, and that it was, was using... what what it was at that time that it used to begin itself. Exactly, but so it's, it's gone beyond. It's that. evil. It's yeah. evil, pure and simple. And I'm not saying that. It and we've isn't... seen people of color being Hydra at this point in the exactly. comics as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that totally just... it just blows out of the water. And and I'm, honestly, most of them wear like like a suit. You can't even tell what skin they yeah. are, color they are. So it's like oh, could have all kinds of dudes in there. Totally. But really, what it comes down to is the the idea that. It was the equivalent of him saying "Hail Hitler." Is it's bullshit. It's just it's oh. just people wanting to say stupid, stupid shit in the comment sections of of the you know comic book resources forum. Exactly. It's it's not to say I like it because it's not that I'm happy that he's Hydra. Like I'm not happy my favorite superhero ever is evil. No, <laughs> I'm happy because it is such an amazing twist. Yep. And the people who say he's never been evil before, they also oh clearly haven't read comic books because the Red Skull has brainwashed him before. Yeah. Like, there have been multiple times. At one point, the Red Skull did get Steve Rogers as Captain America to salute Hitler. Like, because that was like one right. of the comics in, in the, like, the 40s. Like, that's, right. that's happened before. Yeah, it's not even new. It's just exactly. a thing in the comic books. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just he's been so good for so long, which I understand. I think that's what it and is, honestly. And I think honestly. It's, it's very, it's, like I said, I'm not happy. I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm glad he's Hydra. Yeah. I'm glad like that I was just so thrilled. Like when I saw that, yeah, this was not like a oh oh I saw that coming. This I was just like, yeah, who expected what? that? Who ex- no, no one saw that coming. No, and it also for all of the the fanboys that say they know they know now that he is you know he's been a sleeper agent his whole life because they told that story. They told a story of a young Stephen Rogers basically meeting this woman. Gives his mom a pamphlet that says, "Oh, join our com- community organization," and has a Hydra logo on it. Everyone's like, "Oh, 
he's a sleeper agent in square one. Or the writer just wants you to think that. Like, right, there's exactly. been one issue. Yeah. Like, let's let's hold off until the writers finish the story. Yeah. Like, if at the end of it, you know, he, like, goes and, like, burns down a synagogue, then we can be like, okay, this yeah. this maybe was not the one. But it might have gone too far. It right. might have, might have, yeah, <laughs> this right. is not what I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah. But there's so many, there's so many ways, not just, like, ways out of it, but there's so many ways it can go. Yeah, absolutely. Really and it's good because so many people are talking about it. Like, I remember, like, it was blowing up in the, like, second most like tweeted, tweet, retweet, whatever thing was like, give Cap a boyfriend thing, like on Twitter, which is <laughs> yeah. like, again, it's crazy, whatever. But I mean, people are talking about it, and it's like kind of like what you always say, Barry. Like, this is like the golden age of comic books. Like, people are, this is like so ingrained in our culture now. Like, it's kind of like the bat craze when Batman was going like super ridiculous with Adam West, but now it's just with every comic book yeah. out there. Right. So it's great. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing that got people and sold a lot I mean, of like, issues, right? I get it, but I do have to speak to the other side a little bit because I'm pretty upset about it. And I think it just comes down to Captain America at this point represents like the best. And in a world where everybody else goes bad, it's really hard to see that one character that you're like, no, he's always good, go right, bad. Now, right. granted, if they do the story right, it could be an amazing story because that's the whole thing about comics is don't get attached to anyone. They all kind of go back and forth. Right. But it's so hard. I mean, he's so good. So it's really hard. Like, I think that's why people... Now, I didn't see the Hitler thing because yeah. I thought that was just being mad. Uh, yeah. And but you it are is a hard. Jew, so how do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I think I, I don't associate Hydra with, like, Hitler. I guess I, I always saw it as, like, an extra organization that just kind of, like, held on to it. So right. it's the hail that does it. That's what everyone, like, goes to. Yeah. It's just using that word. But... Right. El Caesar. So yeah, yeah. He's hail anybody. Yeah, gotta call brothers movies. You know? but, it's, but it is hard to see someone that has been so good for so long turn when they were like the one good one left. I mean, everybody, you know, like even Iron Man kind of always has that back and forth where you kind of have this love-hate with him because he does some stuff that's questionable and like right. everybody else has that. But Captain America is, I mean, he's the golden boy. He's yeah. the good boy and... That's hard to lose. I can't lie. I like that golden boy. Yeah, it's almost like you want it to be sacred and you wanted mm -hmm. him to remain untouched. Yeah. And that's the first thing. I mean, I'm thinking about back to when I found out about it. I still haven't read the full issue yet. <laughs> but just when I heard, you know, when it when it started to blow up, I was like, not Cap. Yeah, and I, exactly. But, but you know what, though? As writers, that's genius because that's mm -hmm. what they wanted. They wanted to get everybody. They're like, okay, at this point, what's the, what's, what's the one thing that's off limits? And then they found out a way to do it and not, you know, again, go over the top. But they were like, okay, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to go ahead and, and get them. And it's going to get everybody in the heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what it did. Well, and, and that's exactly. why people are so emotional. And the story could be like amazing. And that's the other thing about comics is, I mean, in theory, anything can be undone. So that's the other kind of caveat they have right. there, of course. But they could come up with an amazing story at this point in time, whether it's a sleeper agent or he's brainwashed or whatever. Double I think agent. Double agent. A double, yeah. I think it's going to be more than um, brainwashed because I feel like that's like so like tired and true. I feel like they almost right. have to go the sleeper agent just so it's different. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, even the Russo brothers of, you know, the Civil War movie that came out, they were telling like the Marvel execs like, you know, chocolate ice cream is good, you know, five times a week. But after five times a week, you get sick of it. So it's like. Right. You know the variety in the in the world and the shake things up is never a bad thing. And and honestly, like all the fanboys who said I'm I'm done, I'm not a Marvel fan anymore. You know they are all going to their comic book store next month. Oh and yeah, number, number two, two. <laughs> number two. Like I, I can imagine the number two is going to outsell number one, right? Drastically because who you want to know? Yeah, you want you want to know because now all the people who miss number one are going to go in for number two and just try to figure it mm -hmm. out. Yeah. In worst case, you can go to DC. 
<laughs> this is true. What, what's happening Where with DC right now? Because they're relaunching something yeah. too. Yeah. They're pregnant. They're changing. Well, they were. <laughs> now they, they were birth. This re-pregnant for a rebirth. rebirth. Oh. At, a, at, a, at a stupid sound <laughs> in post production. <laughs> so, DC Comics is its current event is rebirth. Jeff Johns. Uh, Jeff Johns has kind of taken back. Everything. Yeah, he's taken back the the mantle of I'm gonna course correct DC, which um, basically means I'm not gonna have an event. Like I'm not gonna lead up to something. He basically said, "Hey, at the end of the last event, uh, it it broke time, and now we're gonna change everything again." So it is another. It's mm-hmm. another relaunch. I mean, um, after what, the new 52. On top of the fact that he's now taking over for DC Cinematic Universe. He's a busy guy. Which I actually heard that he has to step away from the comics from a few years now. So this might be his like, this is his, like hey, hey, do this. Yeah, I'm going to get you guys started and then I'm going to fix this whole thing. So that's well, kind of like uh, like TV shows like on Netflix where they'll have like one director direct one episode so that right. the rest of the directors kind of know the feel they of know what to do. Line, so yeah. I mean, Jeff Cards, John, David yeah. Fincher. Yeah. So if Jeff Johns is on the you know top spearhead throne over everything, it'll be fine. So Jeff Johns wrote a one shot and it's an 80 page one shot. Yep. It's like, as he put it, like it's a great value. It's like what? 399, 80 that's pages. Crazy. And he actually said he challenged the comic book community. He said, if you buy this and you don't like it, mail it back to me at DC headquarters yeah. and I will refund you and repay your postage. Which I thought was a bold I statement. Oh, absolutely, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I had access to it in the library, so I didn't need to do that. But um, <laughs> printed see, out from see, the library. It's over there. Yeah. It's right over there. It's it's you yeah. know it's, it's over yeah. over there in, around you know, the corner. The, the Dewey and... Decimal System. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Take basically, old chair. school. What happens with with Rebirth is this idea that a lot of stuff is missing from the DC universe, and no one's been aware of it. Like relationships are missing, people are missing. Years have been missing. Years have been missing, but no one has noticed it. Um, basically, since Flashpoint paradox, that's kind of what their that's their their point. Things got now. changed, but also things were taken away. Exactly. So what we see is in, in typical fashion, who is messing with time and going around, but a Flash because Speedster, that's what they do. Um, so Wally West is stuck in the uh, the Speed Force, and he's trying pre New Fifty Two exactly. Wally West, so red hair exactly. So he's yes. trying yellow costume. So mm-hmm. he's trying to get out. He's trying to reach people. And he's trying to reach out to the people who he thinks would be the best. Like they, they would know, and no one knows who he is or Gordon Roy really gets it um, until he actually ends up finding Barry Allen. Barry Allen, who was reborn after during the New Fifty Two stuff. So, exactly. I mean, he died and he came back. So I mean, that's the the trope of comic books. Yes, right? and we See? and we found out that someone basically, as he put, it, attacked time. Infected. They attacked exactly infected the universe and they took something, um, and that now we need to find out where that went. But by doing so, by having this this thing happening and this this coming out of this information, they can relaunch a lot of their titles, relaunch a lot of characters. Um, and it's all centered around uh, the end of the Darkseid War. So when Darkseid, who is at this point all of these gods embodying the one, when he's destroyed, it basically refractures time again and allows this all these things to spill out. So that's the synopsis, basically. There was like a bit of an inkling that the infection of time had happened even before the flashpoint. Right. So it's like supposed to put it, you know, that's how they up the ante. Like, Oh, it's even crazier than last time. Exactly. So. And, and the way, the way that this all kind of came to a head, which I thought was actually really fantastic. It, it's on one side on Marvel, we have the last page. You have this reveal that captain America is now possibly in Hydra. Right. At the end of rebirth, you have this familiar scene of a red planet of a watch being lifted up and rebuilding itself. And you have a familiar quote. 
And it's my, you know, my grandfather was a watch, or my uncle had this watch. That was at father. the yeah, that yeah. was the beginning, and then at the end they finish it, and it's um, and it's someone saying everything ends, and it was another voice saying nothing ever ends, Adrian, which is a line from Watchmen. 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 Signed out. Right. He signed to Osmondias, right? That's who he signed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we now have the okay. possibility of Doctor Manhattan, at least if not other members of the Watchmen, being involved in the DC universe, which I think is a fantastic thing because. DC has had access to two of my favorite superhero teams for a really long time, and that's the Authority and the Watchmen, and they ruined the Authority. Midnighter is fine on his own, but they ruined yeah. the team. They broke up the team. They broke up a But you said Marvel Mid- has access to My these. bad, my bad, DC. Okay. Has no, had I'm access good. to two of my favorite teams. Um, and then, so now they've had the Watchmen. They did the the pre the prequels, you know, a couple years ago, and I'd never read those, and I was kind of like, okay, are you guys going to bring them back? Because if you guys What's didn't know, that with the Flashpoint paradox everything that happened that the vertical universe and the wildstorm universe became part of the dc universe instead of just off brand exactly so now everything's together. way to way to bring them in like the way you know marvel combined the 616 and the ultimate universe yes. uh so we know at least that dr manhattan is now in this universe people think that he might be the one who uh infected time um and we're not quite sure why or what he's doing um but we know that he's because he is literally like nigh omnipotent. In that exactly, so exactly. Like, and and then so when and Wally when he goes to he tries to con- tell, talk to Batman because Batman of course is um, heavily you know he he's gonna be a, a detective you know he's the one who can figure out anything. So he tries to get to him and he tries to tell him oh remember remember how you got that letter that letter from Thomas. It was right. just very much almost like a Batman vs Superman. Exactly. It was, but it was yeah, done so yeah, much yeah, better. I was, I was yeah I was thinking about it too. I was like. Yeah. You don't know me. I'm younger. Yeah, it was but he, I have a mustache. I have facial hair. But then he, all he does is mention the Flashpoint Paradox. Exactly. Because <laughs> that, 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 the Flashpoint Paradox is where he got that letter from Thomas, mm-hmm. who when yeah. Thomas was Batman. And then something shoots out of the Speed Force and ba- buries itself in the wall. And as Bruce is, or Batman is looking at the, the, you know, the cave, sees something, a little glimmer. And he pulls out his familiar smiley face with, with a drip rim. of blood on it. And we're just like, and if everyone knows Watchmen, everyone knows that is like the symbol for you know Mins to Midnight. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm I I'm can honestly say I'm not I'm not going to just jump on and read every Rebirth title, but I thought that was a really cool way. Well, even with Rebirth, like the Batman issue one title is like him fighting other vigilantes that are like trying to step on his turf. So it's kind of like a weird take. And did you say you jumped on a Green Arrow? Uh, I have not yet read the Green Arrow one, but the it, it's selling like a hotcake. Yeah. Like it's, it's looking Interesting. Interesting. of the show. Yeah, that definitely has something to do with it, for sure. So overall, I liked, I liked it, the Rebirth. I thought it was great. I think the there was a really good heart-wrenching moment when like Wally is like trying to find you know people to try to like convince him that he still exists because right. once he exists, that he's in their memory, then he can come out of the Speed Force. Yeah. And once he's like dissolving his, you know, his energy is dissolving into the speed force, he's like losing hope and he's trying to find Linda Park, um, his lover from, you know, before the pre, you know, New 52. And, you know, his last hope, you know, she doesn't remember him at all. And then once he finally meets Barry Allen, he's like, okay, you know, thank you for everything. Every second does matter. It was a really good, like, good moment. I was like, oh, oh God, he's going to die. <laughs> I think he was, like, so okay with him dying that the rest of his speed force was probably going to go into the other Wally West, which ah, is, like, right. his mom's, his, oh, his uncle's son. So it would be his cousin that yes. he, like, never even knew about or whatever. They explained it in the book. But, you know, at the last moment, he's like, thank you, Barry, for everything. And then. Barry grabs and he's like, I remember. And then he comes back to existence. So now it's like, 
it was this huge buildup kind of thing because it kind of felt like a little bit like a Watchmen kind of like this just exposition exposition here's the stakes here where everything lays here's the mystery how is it going to like unfold and then finally when Wally comes out you're like okay now things are going to start like the dominoes have been tilt, you know, yeah. tipped yeah, over yeah. yeah so to tie in with uh, Rebirth we are going to have a reading assignment mm-hmm. I know yes we had one. <laughs> We're putting it on, on the, back on the shelf for a little bit. Uh, we are going to read Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. Per Curtis's suggestion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do our best, do that for the next episode. Listeners, if you'd like to join in, uh, get your copies, read with us. and uh, Tweet at us. Maybe maybe we'll try that live tweeting thing again. Like we haven't we done did. that in a minute. Yeah, we should give that a We've shot. only done that once. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done it in a minute. Yeah. IG at us. I. Oh. Instagram. Live Instagram? Is that possible? DMs. Slide, DMs. slide into our DMs. DMs. Yeah. 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 Slide into the DMs. Slide into our DMs. Great. Yeah. <laughs> great. I actually have a hardcover oh. copy of that. Proud of you. I never opened it. I'm indifferent. Um, <laughs> our other assignment that we had was a movie assignment. Recent release, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, came out last week. Thursday night we saw it. Wait, was that last week or the week before now? I think it's the week before. Week before. Damn, we need to get together faster. Was, so right? was, last week was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles released mm-hmm. yep. before that. But we're not no. talking about that one. Well, I'm just so, yeah. going backwards in time. Yep, yep. You're, yep. Kind of gotcha. like I gotcha. Wally West. I gotcha. Rebirth. Uh, yeah. Oh. So who, who, who saw, <laughs> have we all seen Apocalypse? I've seen it. We all saw it. I've seen it. Curtis yeah. saw it twice. Mm-hmm. Really? Ooh. Does that mean you enjoyed it? <laughs> oh. Hey, now, I would go twice. Well, because you enjoyed it. I'm asking I him if he enjoyed it. Okay. I've yes. wanted to go again just to give it a second shot. Drew, I'll go with you. Okay. Uh, no, I want, I want to see it again. Okay. okay. Hey, we'll, we'll go with you. We'll right. Let's go. We'll watch Turtles. Are you going to come or what? <laughs> well, we're going to yeah. see Warcraft, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'll see that too. China's loving Warcraft, apparently. <laughs> I believe it. Breaking mm-hmm. records. Oh, for not. sure. Anyway. So X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. So Curtis, you didn't answer. Did you like it? Oh, I would like to answer that question. I did not go the second time because... I liked it so much. I went because I was kind of bored and needed to get out the house. <laughs> but fair, fair. And and I and I didn't dis I didn't hate it before then. I was just like, okay, it's a Brian Singer X Men movie. Mm-hmm. That's not Days of Future Past. Did he do Days of Future Past? He did it. Yes, but that's not Matthew Days of Vaughn was supposed to direct it, and then Singer came in. Singer. And then Fox okay. was like, Vaughn, get out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, on upon seeing it the second time, I actually liked it a lot better than the first time. Hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, good. I know we're trying not to compare, but I did. But I just won't say what I'm comparing it to. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was really good. Is there anything like specific in do particular? Wanna, do you want to do like a talk about around it? Synopsis. Quick synopsis. I, I Quick synopsis. Quick rundown. What happened? Synopsis. This is what I do. What happened? Yes. Uh, so um, in the X Men universe, there is an ancient mutant um, by many considered to be the first mutant, though Namor actually holds the title of Marvel's first mutant. But that's because he was published first. Uh, Apocalypse is this ancient being. Um, he, in the uh, in the movie, they basically made him able to absorb mutant powers by basically transferring his consciousness into another mutant. Um, so they had this pyramid. He would um, lay down, transfer his consciousness to another mutant, gain their abilities. The next time he transferred, he had the sum of all those, which is not like a canon power. Right? Exactly, exactly. In, that, in, right. in 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 the no, in more in the in the books, he's more just all powerful. Yeah, he's immortal. Exactly, he's mm-hmm. he's immortal. He has regeneration. He could change matter. But the thing is, is that that kind of leads into 
at last stand. With- so wait, he's actually regenerative, or it's the same? He has to transfer his conscience. No, he doesn't. In the mm. comics, he's just he's just immortal and can regenerate. Okay. Um, I feel like he has to like sleep every once in a while, doesn't? Yeah, he? yeah. Well, that and that's why he's gone for periods of time. Yep. He, he's almost kind of like Odin, where he has to sleep for an extended period of time to kind of you know recoup, and also to you know because they need a reason for him to not be around kicking yeah. everyone's ass. <laughs> like, right. That's a very like evil yeah. archetype to like transfer bodies, transfer bodies to a exactly. Yeah, immortality. to like yeah. So you basically you trap somebody else in your old frail body and let them die. Like, it it's pretty well, and it also makes you able in theory to die if you're not immortal and regenerative. Exactly. Unless and you transfer into Poe Dameron's body, which is what he did. <laughs> yep. I don't know why Poe Dameron was in ancient Egypt, but I guess he crashes X-wing. Um, <laughs> and he He's so he exactly <laughs> so Time he gets something. he becomes uh, he goes into the body of uh, Oscar Isaac, who is a mutant who can regenerate. Um, he has his four horsemen at that point, but the people of Egypt rebel and lock him away, seal him in his pyramid um, for basically up until the 80s. Um, he then, a basic cult, tries to um, dig him up. He is able to come back. It's actually kind of funny is uh, Moira McTaggart, McTaggart is actually the reason that he comes mm-hmm. back because she unblocks the stone that's blocking the sun. So it's kind of like these guys are praying, and then she's the one that reawakens him. And I'm like, are we just going to skip over the fact that the CIA agent is the problem? Yeah, right? they actually she never mentioned it. that. Yeah, and she, she could have, yeah. if she just hadn't been snooping around. It was like one of the first things I noticed, and I was shocked that like she never once was like, yeah, I think I'm the one who actually brought him back to Oops. life, BT dubs. I, yeah, I think she was trying to, Probably not. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right? She's she like, oh, no. my, my, my memory was wiped. My yeah, memory was wiped. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Xavier has his school for gifted children is doing really well. Um, and Magneto is, um, he's in Poland. Um, he's got a wife, a child. Life, <gasps> life is going great for him. That's a sad story. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Though. So when Apocalypse comes back, though, he begins, um, mm. he begins gathering his followers, his four horsemen. Um, the first one is Storm. Um, the second one is uh, Psylocke. Psylocke. The third Angel. is Angel. Um, and then the fourth is, of course, Magneto. So Magneto, um, he saves a life. He works in, uh, of course, of all places, a steel mill. Um, why, where else would he work? Um, there's an accident. He saves somebody, but because of that, they see him use his powers. So he is um, confronted by the police of his town. Skip this part. Yeah, I'm going with the synopsis. You don't want, I'm telling yeah. you, like, I'm telling this you, why this is this is like a, a scene. summary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need you're like, like a giving whole... away the goods, but we'll, we'll talk about it in in detail. Fuck. Anyway, um, so something happens. <laughs> gets Ma- Ma- Magneto gets recruited uh, yep. because something bad happens. Um, <laughs> they challenge because he so Apocalypse attempts to remake the world. He uses uh, Xavier's abilities to communicate with the entire planet. Um, he's going to try to take his powers so that he can control everyone's minds on the planet. Um, he he also magnifies everyone's ability. So he magnifies Magneto's ability so he can basically just wipe clean the world by shifting the, the uh, tectonic plates. Mm-hmm. Um, the X-Men then, of course, come in, attack, and through a certain power that is revealed... <laughs> You look so excited. You just no. You went like from summary to like synopsis to one sentence. Yeah, like, to, like, like, that's, that's, that's how I always feel how it goes. It. Uh, and then a certain power set we is revealed, and him. boom, Apocalypse is go. gone. Which is my my that's that's my problem with the movie is that Apocalypse could have lasted more. He could have gone away. He could have recruited more. Well, what if he does? What if he is regenerative and somehow he does kind of well, come back? They, I think they did it in the way like he. It's the whole idea that if you have no cells left. You like that's the whole thing. With Wolverine. As long as he, had I was one gonna cell. say, but doesn't Wolverine have one cell? There's got to be one cell around no, there. But here's Somewhere. the thing: it, it yeah, wasn't. Ju- it wasn't just fire. Like, it wasn't just sand. fire that killed him. She she can unmake. Yeah, she like annihilated. She him. can like unmake like yeah. at a cellular level. She broke him down. Which I mean, I've always had problems with. 
that kind of. I do kind of guess that's where you kind of have to separate it from the movie from the comic. Like, well, and, and, and that's true, the and, that, and that's fine. But it's just even even and this is this is a lot of people's issues with Marvel movies in general. Beyond like Thanos and Loki, it's like they introduce a character, a villain. You're like, I know that villain. That villain's gonna be great, and they're like, uh, actually, he's only gonna last one movie, and then he's gonna die. And you're kind of like, and okay. they're pretty much incompetent. It bums, yeah, it bums. It bums me out. It's not. It's not that I didn't like the way they. I liked the way he looked. I liked the. I liked Oscar Isaac. Like, I know you have your issues. I know he kind of looked like Ivan Ooze initially. Well, no. Did you see the Iron Head Studios? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's always great when someone reveals the, the well, concept art and it's like, yeah, the concept art was no, no, fucking no, no, great. No, Why no, didn't no, you go with no, that? No, no, no. This okay. is like the studio that actually does all the like make uh, all the helmets and all the costumes for the Marvel movies. They did yeah. the Cap one, yeah. they did the Black Panther, they did all the mm-hmm. Batman ones. And for some reason, the person that was in charge of doing Ivan Ooze was like, not him. And they mm. and Singer had only one. You even other called person. him Ivan Ooze just yeah, now. Whatever. <laughs> Ivan Ooze, and I'm just like, dude, this is the guy that does all the Marvel Re- things. Okay, regardless, I I agree. I still liked the way he looked. I liked, and I like because he was less of a I'm I'm the one who's beating people down, yeah, and I'm more of like a, I'm the support controller. guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could still get in if he needed to. That He's being like said, the puppeteer. Exactly. That being said, I had kind of hoped that he would. That he would be beaten, but he would like last another movie or two because he's Apocalypse. He's he's the X Men's Thanos. He's the X Men's Dark Side. He's their giant guy, which bummed me out. But I still thought it was good. Uh, Post credit scene. Post credit scene. Do you want me? Do you want me to drop? I was just it? thinking about this earlier. Oh, the the post credit scene. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> one one thing that happens during the movie is the Weapon X facility is annihilated by, or the the weapons program is annihilated by Weapon X. Of the course. People. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they come in, a secret organization comes in to clean it up, and we do see a vial of Weapon X's. It looks like his blood. Yep. Even though the rest, of the, they put it into a briefcase with tubes that are different it's colors. It's DNA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> How obvious. Uh, <laughs> so it was red DNA. So they have these vials DNA. of obviously different, you know, samples from different mutants, um, and they close up their briefcase, and it locks, and it says Essex Corp. Yeah. Yeah. What does Essex Corp mean, Drew? Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Also, um, I asked you at the end of the credits, it was like, who's Mystery Man when they were listing the actors? Right, right. It was that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't know who that was. I think it's always weird uh, when they when they have to list an actor who only appears in the post credit scene, yeah. and you're like, they weren't in it? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I finally figured that one out. Uh, but I was super excited because I, f- I want it to mean X-23. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought the entire yeah. time. Because they're going to... They're gonna use it to clone Wolverine, and like they're the obvious clone of Wolverine is X twenty three, and since Hugh Jackman can't be Wolverine forever, mm, they need to bring be. in somebody new. Yeah, and who better hmm. than his quote unquote daughter? Daughter clone. Yeah, yeah. Which is good way to introduce more women into it. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Roll over, which would be. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Although I felt like they had a fairly good balance of women in this well, film. And, and the X Men always have. Yeah. Well, they, but, they but cinematically, not mm, necessarily. Except, except for the wait, the comics. No, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, in, in the, the movies have done a good job of having a lot of the female characters on there. So my big like problem with X Men franchise so far with women is that they don't talk. Half of them don't mm-hmm. talk. And, and this mean, from, like to each they're other. They're very like no, no just in general. Never spoke. Storm got no. two crappy lines. Well, okay, you're talking about the original trilogy. Yeah, but oh, okay. the original spoke tri- in the original trilogy. Barely. barely. You're yeah, right. She, and she, she was also barely. bad. She was kind of like a. And Jean Grey was very it one, was like, Rebecca Romaine for me. Don't hate Rebecca Romaine. Anna, she's beautiful, but she's not much of an actress. Uh, oh my Anna goodness. Paquin was just like kind of like one dimensional. There was a whole story though. like almost After around her. After the first one. 
Yeah. And then the second yeah. one is like, right, I'm, after the first but I'm one. a Drake. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, God. No, okay, so I, I, will, I, will give, I will give you that the first three uh, had, had some issues. But that, that was my only, like, since, usual problem. Since then, they've done a good job of having, like, Mystique be basically, like, for, the forefront like of all of, of the them. main characters. Which is yeah. interesting because yeah. it's not, like, too true to the comic book. Exactly, I mean, usually Mystique's but evil then, as hell. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's a good way to go with the character, and I mean, especially with Jennifer Lawrence's popularity. Well, I feel like in a good way, they've almost made these movies where, like, even Magneto's not all bad. Like, it, they're really showing that, like, dual side of everybody. Except, except Apocalypse. He's, he's, just, he's just bad. Except Apocalypse. He's it's true. Dick. It's true. He's a dick. They've kind of always, like, made it about a different bad guy and then Magneto kind of being mm-hmm. in the middle, where it's kind of like... He's almost like always the bad guy, but like good at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. like, are you he, he either participates because, like, in you know, in first class, like he in, he was at no point like against them. Right. He just had his ulterior motives to be like, hey, I'm 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 gonna do this now. I'm exactly. gonna I'm gonna take over. So the one the one of the four that got away. Why can't I think of her name? Olivia Munn's Psylocke. character. Yeah. So is she like naturally bad on her own, and then she's kind of held on to that because she kind of disappeared. And I mean, they make it seem like she's gonna come back later, and like she's she's kind of one of those like anti hero X-Men where mm-hmm. she's usually she's usually not part of the X-Men. She's usually mm-hmm. part of like X-Force or something. Mm. But lately she has been. Part of X-Men? Yeah. Yeah, mm. but because they've kind of made... She was an assassin at first, wasn't it's she? It's true, yeah. And then, well, because the, she's an uncanny, right? Uncanny X-Men? Now, yes. Yeah, which is almost almost kind of an X-Force. Like, it's the it's the badder, yeah. you know, X-Men who are mm-hmm. badder, worser, more, <laughs> more worst. Um, they were doing some evil things. Brought worst. Exactly. I had those for dinner. It was fantastic. Broad Dick. Um, oh, Broad Dick. Um, oh, is it Broderick? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. We I guess Annie Matthew. Anyway, uh, yeah. so but yeah, so she's she's usually kind of not generally a good mutant. Mm. Um, at least she goes through kind of bad. Well, because so I kind of thought they took four or not Magneto, but like I mean, Storm in my mind has always been like good, and they kind of put her on that bad was, path for a little bit in this movie, obviously. Right. And same with Angel. Well, I was under the impression Angel was. Good too. The so uh, apocalypse in the in the books traditionally he has gotten not necessarily evil mutants. Mm-hmm. He and brainwashes. he just like brainwashes them. Yeah, essentially. so he's had Angel before. He's had Gambit. He had Cyclops. Well, it makes sense because they start Storm off obviously like on Mystique's side and fighting for good, and then exactly, exactly. But she could have easily like followed Mystique to do whatever. Like mm-hmm. in theory, if Mystique had turned around and been bad, mm-hmm. she would have been like, "Cool, I'm still gonna follow her. She's the hero of mutant kind." Right? Because yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. She yeah, was good true. for mutants. True, yeah, true. Which is a kind of a thing after Days of Future Past, ten years after, which is now where Apocalypse is. Mystique is now this kind of hero, right? Like, mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to be. If you but think she about doesn't want to be. Yeah. In, in the Fox universe, like she is a, the first superhero, yeah. practically. Like, because in public eye, that's what they see her as. Like, Xavier is just a professor right. who has kids. True. Like, she's like a hero in, in a weird she, way. She was the first meet because she saved the president. And it was like, yeah. this is a big deal, especially when and You know what? So. Even in Marvel, she doesn't want to be a hero. And she hates being a hero. She <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Usually she's just not. like DC. <laughs> yeah. um, I do just have to mention, though, one of my favorite parts of that movie is Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, and always, all, basically, always, every scene he's in, time. they have done such a good job he with that something. character. It is so good. Something that, that was a letdown was that was Jubilee. They, yeah. they made it. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna have Jubilee. We're gonna have Jubilee." And then it's like, eh, "She? No, we have this Asian chick. <laughs> she goes to the yeah, mall yeah. with Ooh. them. Yeah. She's a mutant. Yeah, apparently. they didn't really. We don't know why. Say anything about her, which sucked. Because, because, yeah. hey, but Brian Singer. I think Brian Singer. Someone said that they filmed a scene with her powers, and it'll be, of course, in the extended edition. But at least they didn't whitewash her, right? It was that's an, true. That yeah, it was an interesting. Uh, I was gonna say it was an interesting intro to Cyclops too. I think because I was always under the impression that he was kind of like 
the model guy. Always and the like, cocky dickhead. Kinda, well, no. Havoc, I kinda, Havoc was kind of Always like Leonardo, yeah. No, they, they made Havoc more yeah. and then, then yeah. they I mean, fucking killed Havoc. But yeah. I didn't get him just the dickhead. He seemed more like the rebel. And I feel like Scott was like a dickhead, but he was like a rule follower. Yeah, no, maybe that's he, just he, he, no. He's, he's always a cocky, rule-following dickhead. Well, but yeah. I feel like this guy wasn't. This guy was like, "I'm a rebel. Like we're gonna take the car. Yeah, and we're gonna car, leave. Go to the mall and, and, yeah, and let's go see what mall. shit we can do." But this is young Scott Summers, so he has well, some true, yeah. true. Yeah. And, and it kind of, I mean, in in the way that they're setting up in the cinematic universe, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I could see the progression of him. You have to grow. starting off like that, yeah, and mm-hmm. then going in the opposite direction. Where oh, I see the advantage of following the rules. I see mm-hmm. the advantage of being the responsible one i see the advantage of being a leader and not only that but my brother just died for me to stay alive so like now, now he's already obligated he, he already has it. that shift where yeah he's like i'm gonna be a hero now. i mean i love it it's one of the first fr- franchises i feel like that's kind of doing its own thing with the characters and i'm not like upset about it like right. i'm like okay and, yeah. i dig this yeah me too I, yeah. I like the way that he started out like that i like first of all i like the fact that he was a pure and utter, utter dick yeah like, I, like he was just being a jerk off the top and i was oh, like yeah. okay this is scott summers thank you um and uh and how everything else progressed was um was pretty cool too um so what, are we going to talk about likes first favorite parts yeah, since we're talking about likes okay. or dislikes okay yeah um well, we play you it? your favorite part <laughs> well um, one of them i one, did i yeah, really liked one. quicksilver it's what just else? a good i don't know his well, I like it all. I'm going to be honest. I really enjoyed the movie, but I've enjoyed all X-Men and every X-Men. Give me more X-Men. I have my favorite part, What's which I know I'm going to take one of yours. Oh, just because, of, yeah. Just do it. For it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it is the introduction of Weapon X. Uh, another one, which, which I love the scene, but my issue was end of days of future past. Wolverine mm-hmm. is dredged out of the water. And there, yeah, it's by Mystique. Mystique disguised as Striker. Yet now he's in the weapons program. Strikers, it's real striker. So I'm just like, okay. So at some point he got either got he you know back. got out or got captured or something happened, um, which they I guess they can explain at some point. But regardless, the holy mystique too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there well, you go, strikers, uh, bad guy that hasn't gotten killed off yet. He's still there. Yeah, he's so lame. Hey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Stifler's little brother, striker. Well, <laughs> strikers just dicking around. Wait, wait but he what, is though. To that point, because someone else mentioned that, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, it was mystique. But remember though, all of the personnel that were taking him were government personnel. So she might have had to kind of fake it. And yeah, be like this is where we're going, and then she snuck away, and then he came back, and he's like, what are you guys talking about? I've Pretty heard. much. Or she might have, in theory, taken him to a place that he could have gotten out. Of, right. and maybe he just and didn't it is make it, it is ten years later, yeah. so a lot could have happened. Mm-hmm. Between. Right. But it was government personnel that ultimately had like, it, like had possession of it, which makes sense. So the yeah, so my, my favorite scene was definitely the the entire you know Wolverine just slaughtering the weapon, everyone involved in the weapons program with the with the helmet with on. yeah with the helmet they yes, got the helmet the right, helmet on, um, yes. and then you know he runs out into the snow after Gene kind of calms him down, which um, was good because that creates the chemistry between the the, the, the bond they inevitably have. Um, and I did like the way that Cyclops did not, he didn't take credit for it. And they're like, wow, you guys needed a lot. And he's like, we had some help. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that was fantastic. He probably just didn't want to be the one that killed all those <laughs> I people. I dozens of I, men. <laughs> I killed everybody with claws. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still thinking about my favorite park. I'm going to let Tom kind of piggyback off of what DB said, unless he's going to pick a different part. Oh, uh, yeah, I am going to have a different part. I mean, I really did like, I really appreciate that, you know, Gene and Logan interaction, and that's the only thing he has, which kind of like, in a sense, kind of goes back to the Singer universe, you know, before Days of Future Past. But my, I think my favorite part are any parts with uh, Nightcrawler. I was oh, really looking forward to him, him, and I really liked, you know, like, they did a really good job. Yeah, he he was young. He didn't know his powers. He, he was, was actually blue. 
Because yeah. in the in the in the first yeah. three, they actually talk about the fact they made him kind of like gray black. Yeah. They made him charcoal. Yeah. 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 And so I really liked any parts with him, and you kind of just see him like. He kind of has fun with his with his powers, and I mean, it was interesting because you know, like this is where Peter, aka Pietro, um, is like, "Oh, Magneto's my father," and you're like, "Oh, is Kurt gonna all of a sudden be, yeah. all of a sudden be Mystique's son?" Right? Because you know, but then it's weird because with yeah. the Vaughn beginning, you know, Azazel got messed up, so you kind of wonder like, what really got retconned with the Days of Future Past? I remember when we had this podcast, you know, when we had Days of Future Pod- Days of Future Past. We talked about what would have changed, what is different, and everything like that. And I mean, I'm glad that you know Nightcrawler is getting his like good chance, and I just think, do. Yeah, he'll be in multiple movies. Yeah. So I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Drew? Did, Curtis, are you good yet? Or? Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, I, I figured. I figured mine out. Um, a small one, or at least one of my favorite things, was that Magneto actually had his magnetic field this time, mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. He's able to block stuff. Yeah, so they implemented. Yeah, and uh, and. Yeah, Quicksilver, you know, was like pushing on, like, I can't get through. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, my favorite uh, scene was the beginning of the movie um, when uh, when they were still in Egypt and everything, and they were going to do like the mm. first transferring, of, well, the first transferring of consciousness that we would see on screen. Um, I thought it was dope, like the elaborate plan that whoever the rebel people were, like, where, you know, they were like giving each other the clues and then they like knock out the sticks and the stone slides through. Um, my favorite favorite part about it was that uh, that lady that he had guarding him and protecting him during the oh, thing. How yeah. she was like crunching people like into like human flesh balls yeah. and mm-hmm. like he had some he had some. And she was like up holding mutants. on until oh, yeah. she like out. died. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that, that was, was what I liked too. How yeah. like she had gone down. It, like well, they were falling. She transfers the armor like from yeah. like the old mm-hmm, body mm-hmm. to the new body, and then like yeah, she's going down, and then she like puts the force fill around him to protect him. Can. Yeah, and then the finally she cocoon got cocoon of telekinetic <laughs> energy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. X Men Two. Yeah, ah, uh, and yeah. and that they didn't they didn't whitewash ancient Egypt, which yes. I thought they were oh, going to. Yeah. like they actually had mm-hmm. dudes that looked like they were would have been from the area. We exactly. had some black guys, yeah. we had some yeah. Middle Eastern guys, we had Poe Dameron, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and and a super white chick who the chick who like moved the armor was just right. like a, like like Aryan, like she was blonde and, and I'm like. Okay. Well, I got lost in the trade. She, she could have been from somewhere. And like, I liked it because when they yeah. showed like the guys conspirating, you like weren't sure at first like right. what they were doing. Yeah, you didn't right. realize, at least I didn't, that oh they're gonna. I thought it was like they were on their side, so it was kind of exactly. cool to like all of a sudden be like, oh shit, they're against them. Yeah. I mean, oh shoot. Awesome. But it, it's kind of cool that kind of like leads to that symbolic like there's always gonna be a fight between mutants and humans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Homo yeah. sapiens right. and Homo superior. Right. right. Like, Espe- especially when Homo superior tries to enslave. Exactly. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Drew. So I'm going to go dislike. Ah. Oh, of course. Well, because apparently I'll that's just what I'm putting <laughs> off on people is that I didn't like this one. Um, and I hope it takes us into our next quick topic about where this franchise is going. Uh, my big beef with the whole thing is the decades, the timeline. Deadpool, too. He hated that, too. Yeah, he does. He, which he can't keep <laughs> the timeline straight. Um, I'm just, I don't. Now that it is a franchise, I'm getting frustrated with the 10-year spacing of everything. These adventures can happen, like, you can have one one week and one the next week, and people are going to be the same, although you're not aging anybody. So Mm. Eric's been the same age. He's looked like that. He was born in the 30s then, and this is the 80s, so he should be 50-some years old. But Mm. uh, Continuity. 
fast but then like you could always say mutants aged a little differently right i mean yeah, with his that would be their that would be their their mutant ability yeah <laughs> that's not yeah. or you could say just mutants in general yeah like like mystique i get what you're they, saying they, about the aging they I answered can see that they answered the mystique question which i appreciated that mystique because of like the way her cells change they age differently you know, they, they, and she could always make herself look whatever age yeah, she wants yeah. to. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the way she she converted herself to look like Rebecca Romain. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah, no, that that isn't especially because if you know the next X Men movie comes out in a couple of years, yep, is like, it going to be the nineties? Yeah. Well, I think they I think they said they they mm. want it to be. Yeah. yeah. And like, is everybody going to be ten years older? Yeah, Are we going to get a whole other class yeah. coming in underneath these people that we just met? Like Jean Grey is going to be professor now because ten years later. Like, but is it going to be Sansa Stark? And she's still right. gonna look like she's in her twenties. Good point. And no, then when is it gonna concerned. catch well, up? Well, I mean, to she's makeup. still a teen now, so it makes sense if she was in her twenties then. Makeup, makeup. Yep. I think makeup, makeup. would be fine. Yeah, but they then they really have to do makeup on like Mystique and like those well, older and, and characters. Well, and then they did that in Origins. They tried to use a bunch of makeup Patrick and CGI to make Patrick Stewart look That's young. That's true. And it was that is kind weird. of hard to jump between the decades. Yep. So yeah. That, they, they set themselves up for some some struggles when it comes to that. Because I agree. Because hmm. especially. Uh, Magneto is the best example. Like, I mean, sure, he, he you know, he oh, was a kid. He was a kid during World mm-hmm. War II, but at the same time, it's still kind of like, mm, yeah, you should be old. He looks like he's, he's he does aging. look like he's maybe in his forties though. Yeah, just yeah. I want to look like him when I'm that age. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. you were fifty. No, my uncle's fifty. <laughs> but like, but like, good scene. Like, come on, that. Quicksilver in the mansion pulling him out. That was good. I was so gonna good. say. I was gonna say when we see the Phoenix Force. Yeah. It's oh, like that's yeah. the. Why well, we've only seen it once before, but the best representation Agreed. of it Agreed. in the movies. Agreed. Without it being like an actual bird that came out of her, it was still right. like a bird. It was shape. like flame. Yeah. yeah. So now to your point of where where the you know where the franchise is going. Where's it going? Um, is she gonna be a villain? You know, because the Phoenix is evil. I mean, they did already kind of do that, though. So they'd have to make it something unique. Yeah, so Apocalypse is always revealed. And now is is she the, you know, Jean Grey, who's a really powerful telepath who is now possessed by a space bird? Or or, or is she, because like the, you know, in the the current run, she basically, uh, she figured out a way of, Tapping into her te- telepathy, telepathy and her telekinetic, and making it like super, just insane power. So, is it just when she really taps into her power, it manifests itself as this flaming bird? Right. Avengers vs X Men. That's what's gonna happen. That would be fantastic. Oh, if that if that happened, mm-hmm. that Phoenix would be Forks, yeah. Phoenix Force and everybody, and then that's so and then, good. Especially if they killed Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, they haven't done that before. So, it'd be good, but it'd have to be done right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we, find out. We've got a couple of years. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes when they bring everyone together for Infinity War. I'm like super excited for that, but. They bring in the X Men for that. That would, <gasps> be, that would be huge. Oh, they'd have to get the rights to that. I don't think Fox or whoever has it is giving them up. So that is kind of interesting because that kind of leads me into one of my dislikes, which leads me into where the future is going, kind of, which was the writing. I would like some of the writing. Mm. They really. It hurt. Like like after no Vaughn, you guys are haters. No Vaughn, it, it <laughs> is this what I am? Is this what I like? It's like Michael Fassbender is always an already an excellent actor. Like you're just trying to get your rocks off and try to show how good of a writer you are, yeah, but yeah. you are overwriting for someone who is already a great actor. Who's, already, just, oh, who's already delivering? Yeah, really well. it just wasn't. Anyway. And then the other thing that I didn't <laughs> like that I don't like and kind of makes me wonder about where the franchise is going is, um, Mister Sinister, like. Apocalypse didn't Apocalypse give him his power? No, no. So it 
it's weird. The original Mr. Sinister was actually initially they retconned it, but it was a kid who he had psychic abilities okay. and he was like he was messed up. Okay. So his manifestation was this guy he called Mr. Sinister. Okay. Because Mr. Sinister is a ridiculous name. And they right. um but what he actually is is a um uh he's not actually a mutant. He's okay. a mutate. So he exposes himself to like so he he combines their powers yeah. in a cocktail basically and yeah. gives him their power. He gives himself their powers. Okay. So that's he wants to be a mutant. And okay. he's and he's affected by it, so that that could also explain why he has those vials. Yeah, because I thought it was something that happened to him. I thought it, I was under the impression that Apocalypse had done something to he's, him in the in the midst of him trying to do all his genetic studies. He's like an Apocalypse kind of. He's he's a step below Apocalypse, which I find interesting. But we'll see what happens. Okay. So the Fair other enough. thing, um, Tom did mention that uh, last week a certain movie did come out. Um, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we were actually on another local podcast um, called Cracking the Vault. It's actually um, Empire's Comic Vault, you know, my favorite comic book store. Yes. Cracking, it is not like the squid. No, not like crack like the drug. Not like what like you're the... breaking open. But yes. if you want to find them, cracking it's cracking. Like... On, on Twitter, it's yeah. cracking the vault. Crackin Everywhere the else, vault. it's Empire's Comics Presents Cracking the Vault. Um, on, on Facebook, they also have a website. Um, we were on there. We judged their arguments on who the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was. That episode should be coming out soon. It's really fantastic. You should check them out. They're on they, iTunes as well. They're on iTunes. They're really nice. And they have their own website, crackinthevaultpodcast.com. They do. Um, so they I plugged know, us. Good plug. Plugged them. Plug, plug, Woo! plug. They that us. is going to wrap it up. Well, yeah, they I, did. They were on <laughs> it. Yeah, they did. That is going to wrap up this week's episode. To my right, we have... Caitlin Berry, and to my right. Drew McClintic at Drew JMC. Actually, right. to my right, that I can actually touch yeah. this week. Oh, touching. Very, flex, bro. I'm very squishy. I said flex. <laughs> flex. He's flex. trying. Flex. He's I, trying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's your name, dude? Weekly. This is Tom at Tall Dark Not Ugly on Everything on Everything. Live, baby. Live in the flesh. This is Curtis at Calm down. Warning at Tom. Do- tall, dark, not <laughs> tall, dark, not Tom. Yes. Ooh, good tall, dark, one. And tall, dark, uh, Mr. Barry. My name is David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social medias. I have a quote for us. Hail Hydra. Heard joke once. <laughs> Man goes to doctor. Says he's depressed. Says life seems harsh and cruel. Says he feels all alone in a threatening world where what lies ahead is vague and uncertain. Doctor says treatment is simple. Great clown Pagliacci's in town tonight. Go and see him. That should pick you up. Man bursts into tears, says, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. That is from Alan Moore's Watchmen. That was Rorschach. Yeah. We are the Capeless Crusaders. A good night. Good night. Good night.